We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of The Breakdown with former Chiefs quarterback Matt Castle and FanDuel TV's Matt Hamilton. The best analysis on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense that's available for Chiefs Kingdom. This film-based show will educate, entertain, and inform you each week. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. And now, let's go to Matt for the latest episode of The Breakdown. We're back here with another episode of The Breakdown. I'm Matt Hamilton. That's Matt Castle. And uh, today we'll talk about the Chiefs' big win over the Seahawks, what they have coming up here over these last two weeks as they, as they try to make a push and capture that one seed in the AFC. But let's start with that game against Seattle, Matt. What stood out to you most about what we saw from the Chiefs in that win? Yeah, you know, it was frigid conditions, and I've been in those games, man, and it's tough sledding, especially offensively when you're trying to throw the ball and those kind of things, and to secure the ball, not really have any turnovers in this game was a big component to why they won it. But again, the Seattle Seahawks defense, they came out, they played pretty well throughout the course of the day, but at the end of the day, you can't keep this offense for the Kansas City Chiefs down too much. They were able to orchestrate quite a few drives in the first half, go up 17-3 to by the end of the first half and then they go in the second half they stall out a little bit but again in the fourth quarter when they needed a drive Patrick Mahomes Travis Kelsey they step up they have back-to-back big plays they set up that third down scramble where Mahomes does his magic his creativity hits the pylon and really at that point the game's out of reach where the Seattle Seahawks was able to go down score late but it was out of reach at that point I thought the defense stepped up all game long I really did I mean for the Seattle Seahawks who are have been throughout the course of the season, an explosive offense to not get a first down until early in the second quarter. I mean, it was outstanding. They only gave up three points in the first half. They had the turnover in the fourth quarter, which got them the ball back. And then they were able to go down and score on that drive. But I thought the defense did a really good job in this game throughout and particularly in situational football. I mean, when you look at the Seattle Seahawks, on offense, they were 2 of 14 on third down, and they've been one of the best in the third down category all year long. Yeah, and you have to be encouraged by that defensive performance, especially after there have been some questions uh, over the last couple of weeks about this defense's ability to get the job done, especially as we get into the playoffs and they're facing top-tier offenses. That's a good Seattle offense that they kept totally in check. And uh, to your point on Mahomes, too, I think, you know, we talked a little bit about it 
over the last couple of weeks. There were a few little bad habits that we saw maybe creeping in with a few a few mistakes he made he's made over the last couple of weeks. But um, it was really encouraging for me to see him get back to what's been making him so successful this year, which was the quick processing, making really good, smart reads and getting the ball out, anticipating throws. And uh, we were going to dig into that a little bit later, but we saw some really, really high level throws from a, from a, obviously we always see it from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint, from a processing standpoint, we saw him do some next level stuff in this game. And that was exciting. It's always exciting to watch Patrick Mahomes and when he's on his game. And like I said, even in tough conditions, you watch him and his processing ability. He was deliberate with his reads. He took what they gave him. They were good in the screen game, but at the same time, some of those throws down the stretch, the anticipation that you have to have at this position was on full display. None bigger than the 52-yarder and the crossing route to Travis Kelsey to set up that final touchdown. Again, Patrick Mahomes is special, and he's special not just from within the confines of the pocket, but we all know that he can create outside the pocket. And so there are some sometimes when you watch and you go, oh, there's a little bit of risk reward there, but I'll take that risk every day when Patrick Mahomes is at, at the helm because at the end of the day, he is the guy that makes more of those plays than any other quarterback in the league. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, you take you take the risk with when the payoff is that big. And again, as you said, he makes it happen way more often than not. And uh, it may not be the most traditional way to play the position, but you don't mess with success. And uh, he's obviously uh, he's obviously have more than enough of a body of work to uh, to to be totally fine with him continuing to play that way, take those risks. But it is great to see him within you know going through his progressions and taking with what the defense is giving him when it is there as well and and that's going to contribute to his, his sustained success in this league and his ability to keep this going and keep putting up these numbers week after week after week um but where i want to start one of the things we saw is this chiefs offense is starting to get a little bit healthier we talked about it when hardman and tony were out the lack of that kind of horizontal stretch, sideline to sideline stretch in this offense. We know they love to run jet sweeps. We know they love to get the receivers involved as a part of this run it, rushing attack. And uh, with Tony back in the lineup and healthy, let's start with this first play. We saw we saw how much dangerous, how much more dangerous it makes this offense. How much tougher it makes them to defend when you do have this element in there. Walk us through um, the touchdown from Kadarius Tony and what you saw here. Right. We're in a two by two set here. We've got cut split up top by Kadarius. He's in a stack right there. He's going to go in motion. And what they're going to try to do is hit him on the move, attack the perimeter. And what I love about this play is look at the hats at the second level. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. You got Noah Gray at the tight end position. He works up to get the safety. You got Orlando Brown is able to get to the next level right now and go get that Sam. What a lot of people can't see in this picture was McKinnon had to take on that defensive end and seal that backside, I mean, that front side in and really capture the edge. So that allows Kadarius Tony to get to the edge. And then right here, it's Kadarius Tony as he's attacking. A lot of guys keep, you know, they think that this shovel pass or jet sweep, however you want to refer to it as, is we got to get to the perimeter. We're going to keep it outside. But the vision as a runner that he has to see the blocks out in front, to read those blocks, 
find that cutback lane and Trey Smith coming in with the hammer baby and finishing this guy off to spring him into the end zone. I mean, it's just a really well executed play by everybody involved in, in the blockers in particular. I think that they all were so fundamentally sound in who they had to get to right here. Do you even watch Creed, our center right here is able to work up to the Mike linebacker. And then again, the vision right here, which we talked about before we even started this segment to see that cutback lane. Yeah, Tony really is like a running back when he gets that ball in the open field. And that's what's a little different. You know, Hardman, we know as speed when he gets out there, that's where the element that Tony adds that that not a lot of receivers have is that that vision uh, and that elusiveness once he gets the ball in space. Uh, but I'm with you. I mean, the, the execution just across the board here is phenomenal. Uh, even Juju out there blocking. I mean, that's that's an element that he's brought to this receiving core. Uh, we saw it on McKinnon's game-winning touchdown last week, his ability to make make that block downfield. Um, and it's something that, you know, it doesn't get talked about a ton from wide receivers, but it's such an important part of the game. Oh, man, all the best wide receivers that I've been around, they embrace that aspect of their game, right? They understand that this is a, an important component of playing the position is being, being able to block in the run day, a game and being one of those players that does it not just in the pass game. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that can get excited to go out and potentially get a ball while running a route. But there's other guys that don't embrace the physicality of the position when they go out. But you can tell that Juju takes a lot of pride in it. He he likes going out there. He likes being physical. And he understands that that's a big part of why they're successful in the run game is when they can go and he can block this guy at the force and take him out of the play because he completely removes him from the play. And that's a huge part of it. Yeah, and I think uh, as we – get into bigger and bigger games as the season unfolds and into the playoffs. I think we're going to see uh, a moment, a big play where Juju comes up with a block that springs something. Uh, yeah. in one of these crucial stretches. So uh, it's been, he's been doing it consistently all year and it's really set the tone for, for what's expected from the rest of the guys in that group too. So you love seeing that. We also love seeing, as we talked about Patrick Mahomes, let's move now to the uh, McKinnon touchdown and just, it's an example of what we were talking about earlier with the quick processing that we saw. Walk us through this one, Matt. Yeah, it's quick processing. Kelsey comes across the formation to finalize in a two-by-two two set. You've got McKinnon offset to Travis Kelsey's side and Juju. They're just going to run a simple spot route. Juju's going to go up, sit down. you got Travis Kelsey run the corner. you got Jarek McKinnon trying to outflank those guys to the flat. When you see this defense, you know it's not some form of man because nobody runs with Travis Kelsey over. But it, what's interesting about it, you've got the safety down here, and then you've got the inside linebacker with the corner. And they're kind of playing an inside-out technique. The safety's going to actually take Travis Kelsey here. But what I like about this is how quickly Patrick Mahomes processes it. He sees that corner turn his back and start to get depth. Instead of messing around with anything else and trying to look for the spot route right now, he says, you know what, he's outflanked him. I'm going to give my guy the ball in space. Let's see if he can catch and run. And that's exactly what he does. So the quick decision-making right here, give him the ball. He's got space to make a move, and he does just that, and he goes in for a touchdown. Really good read. And it's simple, right? It's simple, but at the end of the day, that's what you want to see. He's not trying to do more than what the play requires. He's just giving his guy, the playmaker, the time to get the ball in space and make a play. And that's it worked out to their advantage right here. Yeah, and that's something where you've seen people like try to knock Mahomes at times because they're like, oh, well, so many of his touchdown passes are under 10 or thrown under 10 yards and pointing out things like that. But this is 
again, yes, it's a simple throw on the face of it, as you said, but but yeah, the, the ability to get there so quickly is what makes this happen. Yes, McKinnon is the one that makes the move and makes it work, but if Mahomes doesn't get this ball out on time and get it to McKinnon in a place where he can make something happen, this touchdown doesn't happen. And again, it's just that that feel, that awareness of Mahomes to get that ball out. And uh, and identify what the defense is doing and take advantage of it. And you can't you have to give him credit for that because that's you know that's the biggest part of playing the position is making the decisions and and deciphering what the defense is doing and and making the right reads. So um, you got to give him his credit there for that. And I think it also just shows the trust level he's developed in McKinnon as well to say you know what I'm not even going to go through the rest of my progressions. I'm just as soon as that corner turns his back. I'm getting this ball to my guy and I trust him to go make a play. And he's, it's crazy. He's second to Travis Kelsey on the team and receiving touchdowns. Now, Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. He's been such a weapon for them in the passing game. And he continues to show up week in and week out, whether it's screen passes or whether it's him isolating in the flat, even some of those design pass plays where they try to get him vertical in the passing game or angle routes. He's just, he's got a great feel. He catches the ball. He's got good ball skills and then he can make people miss when he's got the ball in his hand. So again, he'll continue to be a tremendous weapon for this offense, especially in the pass game. And now we'll go to, again, I feel like we, we always got to end on the big hitter. We got, always got to go end on the play everybody's talking about. The big one to Kelsey, another example of just tremendous anticipation for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, walk us through this one, Matt, because this was, this was special. Right. They're in 12 personnel. And what I love about this is they're going to motion Travis down, which helps with getting him a release into the sec, uh, into the second level of the defense. But again, it's the play action right here. You've got the slash by the tight end going back. You've got Jarek McKinnon coming over here, faking that run. But then it's truly a progression read. You've got the bench route down here by Sky Moore. Travis Kelsey is going to run the deep crosser. And then you've got the post over the top. So if that safety wants to get involved with Travis Kelsey, you've got a shot over the top. Again, it's progression, so it's truly left to right read here. What I love about it was after the play action, you see Patrick Mahomes drop back. He's got great protection. He could have thrown the ball to Sky more, but he could see that there's two stiff linebackers in the middle of that field right there. And there's the first window that he's going to get into right here, but it's the second window throw right here with anticipation, and it is an absolute dime and leads to a 52-yard reception. Travis Kelsey obviously – tremendous yak yards after the, when he gets the ball in his hands after the catch, but it was a huge play to set up that final touchdown. And uh, it's just a thing of beauty to watch Patrick Mahomes right here because the anticipation, when you see it from this angle, you'll have a better appreciation for when he threw it. Boom. Just on the money, baby. Yeah. Catch and run. Uh, you know, I always like to say, hand it off, my friend, hand it off. That, that is just beautiful. And and once he sees Jordan Brooks in space, that that's the guy that's going to have to make a play on this. He just knows, let me put it out there. It, it, Kelsey's going to beat him to the spot for that ball and have a chance to do something with it. And you'll see too, the other thing I want to point out here is when you go back to the sideline angle, uh, we talked about it really early on, even though the Chiefs, you know, missed the speed element of Tyreek Hill, that there is a lot of speed still on that field when you got guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And watch, as he goes vertical here, watch the safety in the middle of the field, Quandre Diggs, how he just hauls ass, just bails and hauls after him, and how that opens up this window for Kelsey as well. You see oh, yeah, he's he, he scared me. Yeah, right. the line of scrimmage. 
He's scared and, to and, death. Yeah, and at that point, Mahomes knows there's no other DB threat that's going to be able to make a play on this ball on Kelsey. So it's just a matter of beating those linebackers, which he does easily. Yeah, I, I just love this throw. I love the anticipation and also the understanding for what's taking place because the play design, like you said, you put MVS on the outside and let him run that post because if for some reason Quandre Diggs does get involved with Kelsey and then you've got the shot over the top, right? But he doesn't. He gets tremendous depth. He knows that MVS can knock the top off of any coverage. So he's got to give depth, which allows Travis Kelsey into that window behind the linebackers. More beautiful play calling, more beautiful execution. It's it's the story of this Chiefs offense, and it's what makes them so fun to watch and, and so fun to study the, the coaching tape of and go back through these games because it's just the, – there's nobody that does it better than Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and it's uh, – it really is. Uh, you got to appreciate the fact that we get this, and we've got we've gotten this for, for so many years now, and it's it we should continue to get it for so many years to come. Yeah, it's a, it's an exciting offense to watch and the marriage between Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it, it's been one of the most successful that I can remember in a long time in this league. And the dominance just continues. And again, the fun part, too, about this season is there were so many question marks coming into the season, the Tyreek Hill trade, all this, that and the other. But the way in which they're playing and the way in which Patrick Mahomes is playing is just a whole nother element to his game, which makes it so interesting to watch as a fan. And I hope people appreciate how, how difficult that is to do, but at the same time, how easy he makes it look. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Yeah, and I think it's why it's it's made him the favorite for MVP this year. I think you know, especially in the wake of the Jalen Hurts injury, I think um, I think Mahomes is kind of running away with this. We'll see how it plays out over these last two weeks. Uh, and it's going to start with the Denver Broncos, who 
have had a busy week. They uh, they fired their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, after just getting embarrassed on Christmas Day by Baker Mayfield and the Rams. And, you know, you we've seen this before, Matt. This can go one of two ways. We could see the team kind of pack it in and, and call it a year a little bit early <laughs> in the wake of this. But sometimes when the head coach gets fired, we, we see it light a fire under under these teams and and get a little bit of a rally so how do you anticipate this kind of playing out for the for the broncos here as they prepare for for life after nathaniel hackett yeah it's it's a tough situation anytime you go go through it and i went through it when i was in kansas city when todd haley in my third year he he was relieved of his duty as the head coach and romeo cornell took over but the guys were able to rally and like you said sometimes maybe it's a new voice new approach whatever it might be but it's also a gut check for the players and it, it comes down to pride you're playing a division game against an opponent that you haven't beat since 2000 what 15 or something like that it's some crazy run here of 14 games straight so the players have to look themselves in the mirror they know that the 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 job or the end of the season is not done yet at the same time they know they're going up against kansas city and all the odds are stacked up against them they got an interim head coach jerry roseberg um that is their new new interim head coach and i don't know what to expect with him they also fired their offensive line coach they also fired their special teams coordinator so there's a lot of moving parts to this week there's a lot of new people communicating and we'll just see how they've come together because up to this point they haven't been able to figure it out defensively i still think that they're a solid unit but often offensively they've still struggled mightily yeah, and I mean, Russell was uh, – that was as rough a performance as we've seen from Russell last week. It kind of all culminated and that's in hard that to say. three interceptions. Yeah, because it's been, it's been bad all year, but uh, those three interceptions and – I don't know. You wonder – but there's still so much talent there. There's still a scary t- – like, if I'm – you know, from the Chiefs' perspective, I don't love that this happened right now. Like, give me another week of Hackett. Like, we knew what we were right. seeing. I feel there is that element where it's like – a little bit of you don't know what to expect now because there is so much talent there still. You feel like maybe this could spark something. Maybe this could jumpstart something. Uh, we know you can't take them lightly. They gave the Chiefs a rough game the last time, even after that, that they built that big lead early. Um, and we've seen it. You know, we saw it against the Texans too. There's nobody in this league that you can take lightly. So the Chiefs are still going to be at, have to be on the top of their game. There is. And the other part about it is the Denver Broncos have nothing to lose. So whether it's going for it on fourth down, whether it's a fake punt, whether it's a gadget here or there, whether it's trying out a new defense, I mean, they can do all these things without any repercussions because, again, they're out of the playoffs, but again, they're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. So whatever they have to do to win, they'll try to do, and you just have to expect the unexpected in this game. And the other important thing to point out, they also have nothing to gain by losing because unlike a lot of teams that are in this situation, they don't even have their first round pick because they traded it for Russell. So, <laughs> you know, there's sometimes you think, oh, maybe they'll just tank. And, and, you know, when it when it gets down to it, they want to lose this game and get a better draft pick. They don't even get that. So yeah, you're right. They're going to be doing everything they can to try to win this game. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I just think that the Kansas City just stay the course. It's business as usual. They got to go out and take care of this win. And then they got the final game against the Raiders because they're still in the mix for that number one seed, especially when you consider that the Buffalo Bills and the Bengals play each other this week. Two good teams. The Bills are playing at the Bengals. So if they lose that game and the Chiefs take care of business, that might give them the opportunity to get into that number one seed and have that bye week in the first week of the playoffs. 
Absolutely. And get that home field, which is going to be important. Mm. You don't, you don't want to have to, not that they can't win in Buffalo, but you'd much rather play that game in Arrowhead for sure. Um, 100%. I, also, I also wanted to ask you because, you know, we saw the chiefs play, play the Bengals in week 13. That's going to, that's really the last time this year that they're playing a, a legit contending team because it was the Broncos after that, then the Texans, then the Seahawks, the Broncos again, and then they finish up against the Raiders um, and possibly adding a bye week into that. Do you think there's any element of it where it's a detriment to kind of have to play these teams where it's just kind of uh, you're expected to win. You can kind of, you know, you, we've seen it at some points in these games have kind of gone through the motions at, uh, after building leads. Is there any detriment to not playing that top level of competition for a while? Or do you think it's just, you know, they'll be ready to go when the time comes? Well, I think what it does is it mentally checks you, right? You got to become, you got to have some mental fortitude and understand that this is a team that we should beat, but you don't take that for granted. And so it makes you callous to the fact that, hey, every week we got to go out and give our best effort no matter who we're playing, because eventually you will be playing the top caliber teams to ultimately get to our goal, which is a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. And you get no weeks off in, in those circumstances. So for them, they can sit there and they can say, hey, look, we, we didn't play our best game again. Houston or we struggled here in this game even though we're better than that so again it's holding people accountable it's making sure that you cover areas in which you might have struggled in a particular game which you shouldn't and why did that happen and a lot of times it's just like you said it's that sense of urgency that you get when you're going up against on a prime time game against a team like the Bengals who which there's a lot that goes into it it's becoming a good rivalry between two young great quarterbacks and you can get easily up for that game and hype for that game but is it the same when you're getting ready for a one a one win opponent like the Houston Texans? It's probably not. However, for you as a player, you got to check yourself and look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, am, am I ready to go each and every week to give my best effort? And so sometimes it, it works in that for an advantage in that way. Yeah, and, and with this coaching staff, you know, Andy Reid and, and Spags and these guys that have so much big game experience and, and this roster as well. Um, right. You know, I think there's – there's one team that I think you can kind of trust to uh, to not let the foot off the gas and understand what it's going to take to get back to that Super Bowl. It is it is the Chiefs. Um, so I, I agree with you. I just want to, you know, I want to throw that out because that's a narrative that's that's been out there a little bit. Um, and it is it is interesting because you're right when you when you know you're playing teams that are struggling, it definitely uh, these guys are all human beings. It's a different, you know, it's right. a different approach mentally when you know hey, we're playing a team that's really been struggling and isn't that good versus like, this is our rival. This is this is a chance to like make our put down our stamp as as the best team in the AFC. Yeah. And, and then the, and you got to sometimes find motivation, be like, look, we're still playing for that number one seed. And you know what that means, right? You know that yeah. we get a bye week, we get to rest and then we get home field advantage. That's huge to ultimately getting to our end goal, which is the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. So for them, they're, they sometimes have to find different ways to motivate themselves, even though it might not always be the opponent because you know that we should win, but ultimately we've got to get ready for the big stage, which is where we're headed right now. Well, I'm excited to see how it all plays out. It's all calm. It's all gearing up to playoff time. It's almost here, baby. And uh, 
The Chiefs are in it. A lot of people thought uh, this was going to be the year that it wasn't going to happen and someone else in, in the AFC West was going to take over. So that shouldn't be lost in all this either, what this team accomplished, uh, given everything they had to listen to all offseason about how their time was coming to an end. Um, so credit to the Andy Reid and this coaching staff and what the team's been able to accomplish. And uh, we'll be right back here next week to break it all down as we as we uh, gear up for that that playoff stretch and some playoff games. It's 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 that time of year, Matt. It's getting exciting. It's getting exciting. I'm fired up, man. These games may mean so much for so many different teams. And I love the way that now the schedule works out where a lot of it's divisional games at the end of the year. And so playoffs almost start early, right? And that's the fun yeah. part because the competition ratchets up. And uh, I just love, love this time of the year because there's so many implications toward the ultimate goal, which is to get into playoffs. It's going to be so much fun to watch, and we will break it down for you every single step of the way here. Matt, have a happy new year. Everybody else out there watching, listening, happy new year to you, and we'll be right back. Should, should I give the line, the, the cornet? We'll be back. We'll see you next year, guys. See you next year. <laughs> as corny care, as buddy. we can be. Yep. Let's do it. Let's go all in. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN, covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.